0: Hello travellers, and welcome to Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn. Sidequests. The Children of Fairton. Featuring the cast of Vanderball. Here I am today with the cost of Fandable.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Angela. As Ray said, I am with the Fandable podcast. And you can find me on social media at Angela Craft pretty much everywhere. I'm also, as part of Fandable, on the Solo Shop, which is our Star Wars game, our two-person Star Wars game. I GM for that. And we're on social media on Twitter at Solo Shop Podcast for that. But today I'm here to play Unmasked, and I am playing a gawky member of the AV Club, Jessie Cole. That is her mundane form, her teenage form, but when she puts on her mask, she is gravity well And Gravity Well is a mysterious mover who controls gravity. Her name may have given that away.
0: She's a teenager. Her name should definitely give that away.
1: (laughs) It's really cool, guys. I don't understand why you're making fun of me.
0: On social media, how do you spell craft? Just so people can find you.
1: With a C. I am not like the macaroni and cheese. I am like witchcraft.
2: Hey, guys. I'm Jesus, also part of the Fanable podcast. You can find me on Twitter as Arvandus, A-R-V-A-N-D-U-S. And today, my teen character is just named Jason Alvarez, a sort of a metalhead, late teens. He basically spends his time working on his dad's car, but his dad said, once you fix it, after my dad put in a car, wreck, I can totally drive it around if I wanted to. It's this wonderful 1975 first-generation Chrysler Cordova. Ooh. But when I put on my mask, I become a scuridad, a dark shadow who is doomed by the darkness he uses against his enemies. One day it will consume me. But for now... I will use it to consume others.
3: (laughs) Jesus,
1: I need to know, do you carry around a guitar to make the little guitar riff every time you enter a room? You know,
0: I think when he's walking around, that just happens. It manifests in the air as he's walking. Yeah,
2: no, it also helps that one of my teen skills, and this is true, is air guitar.
1: Nice.
3: Let's move on to David. Hey everybody, this is Dave, part of the Fandable.com actual play podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Distractionista, and that's basically about it. I am playing Dennis Caldwell, who is a calm teenager, and that's why this is role-playing. My mask form is Rewind, who is an impulsive mover who travels back from the future!
0: He says it's depressing. Don't go there.
3: Yeah, no, that's actually a huge motivation for my character is the fact that as he is very reluctant to be a superhero and don the mask, and he himself comes from a background where everything was plotted out for him. He's ready to go to college as soon as possible, get a great job, corner office. It's all set. Rewind, however, is extremely spur the moment, but he has information from the future from an actual rewind from the future saying, No, no, this is gonna be great. Trust me.
4: guys this is dan also from Fandable. you can find me on twitter as at katsushiro that's k-a-t-s-u-s-h-i-r-o although frankly i do not recommend it it's terrible and i am playing fred pakolsky he's a teen character he's a shy kid who unfortunately suffers from a bit of a speech impediment he has something of an intermittent stutter which teenagers being the giant flaming assholes that they are means he gets bullied and mocked at school a lot so he's a bit angry he's a little bit frustrated he usually lets it out by going running trying to be in sports stuff that doesn't require him to talk too much but lately it's starting to get to him and so he's as teenagers often do, passing on the pain to others and on the verge of becoming a bully. Thankfully, he's discovered that he can actually become something better. He can become what he truly wishes he was, and when he puts on his mask, he becomes Duke Drake, the DAPA superhero, with scintillating scales and a noble bearing. His sonorous voice grabs his enemies' attention and doesn't let go, leaving them defenseless against his wily ways.
0: He sounds amazing, and as a reptile, Keeper, I already love him, and I think we should all just take a moment of silence for Billy, who was not able to join us today due to looking after his darling son.
3: Cheers, Billy! What he has a kid?
0: That's that's what, that's what I hear. I don't know. Like
3: when the hell did that happen?
0: I think Angela has something to do with it, but. Who knows?
1: I can hear said child crying right now, and so uh, darling is is a relative term for the child. It's fine.
0: No one else can hear him. I'm sorry that he can't join us today, but I am real glad to have the rest of you. For those of you listening, I am Ray. You may already know me. If you don't, it's really strange. How the hell did you get here? I am your host and game master, and I play just about everyone else. Today we are playing Unmasked, and if you'll allow me a moment, I will set the scene. As you come into the inn this evening, everything is decorated brightly. There is a vividly coloured sign above the stage that reads, The Helping Hands Company. We've got guests tonight. Hope you're in the mood for something special. Come on, let's get you seated. A well-dressed tiefling with short cropped hair and slender gazelle-like horns, sharp features and a soft smile steps out onto the stage as a spotlight appears from nowhere, highlighting their presence. Hey there. It's good to have y'all. My name is Ron, and I am from the Helping Hands Company. Tonight, I tell a tale of a place unlike any in this realm. Of children, human in nature, but blessed with mighty gifts. Now, close your eyes and imagine if you will. You all live in the small town of Farton. It's the late 80s. And things in the small town of Ferton are about as unremarkable as you'd expect. A small population of miners, physicians, retail workers and their families don't exactly make for Party Central. During the last election, the people in power made big promises. Growth, industry, jobs. A huge contract for land outside of town was bought out by some megacorp looking to build a super mall. But of course, none of that came to pass. The mall is now an abandoned construction site on the wrong side of town, the mine is drying up, and the hospice struggles to stay open. Unless someone strikes a vein soon, a lot of people are going to be out of work. The camera pans down over the remains of the abandoned mall construction as the sun sets in the sky. We see shadows moving, and a sign next to a broken fencing that reads, No Entry. Private Property. Our story starts, however, in the late afternoon. School has been over for what feels like hours. But you are all still here, in detention. It's been 15 minutes.
3: This has to be some sort of mistake.
0: I think what's happened with you, Dennis, is you came into class and you were on time, as usual. You had all your work prepped, as usual. And as you walked through the door, the teacher, Mr. Hawker, was staring at you over his glasses a middle-aged black man with a receding hairline was furiously glowering at you. He shakes his head in disappointment. Is this honestly the best that you can come up with? Uh, you really expect me to accept this?
3: Uh, uh, uh sir, I I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Your assignment was due two weeks ago, and you handed in a single sheet of paper with a URL on it. And it went to funny cat videos what what uh, is this some kind of joke
3: no uh, the uh, the the assignment um, uh, as I understood it was an exercise on uh, digital uh, on on digital mainstream uh, uh, products so I thought the assignment was on humor and I thought this would be funny.
0: well you can uh, laugh it up with the other rejects. Later, what you- And that's the last thing he says to you, and that's the memory that's going through your mind as you're looking around the room of the class full of people that you are currently sharing the detention room with. I think you're being monitored by the school nurse, who's Edwina. She is completely disinterested in what any of you are doing. She's just sitting at her table reading a copy of Vogue and expecting you all to be getting on with your homework,
3: which I imagine most of you aren't. Nope. Oh, oh no. Yes, I am. How else am I going (laughs) to utilize what is clearly study hall part two?
1: I think Jesse would be doing her homework.
4: Fred is just trying to quietly carve his name into the the desk.
1: And she's
0: totally oblivious. She's not even remotely interested in what you're doing. So you absolutely sitting there and carving your name away in the desk. Killing time. Jason's sitting, bobbing his head up
2: and down. Basically singing to himself, we're not gonna take it.
0: (laughs) Oh, we're not gonna take it. As you're sitting there singing this to yourself, you catch the eye of uh, another person that's in detention there with you. There's a girl from your gym class. Her name's Laurie. Oh. And she catches your eye as you're bobbing along. Oh, you heard that one too? Yeah, I dig it. Oh, yeah. Best band in the world. What? what what's their name again? I'm... I'm not so great with the band names, and she shifts her chair over to next to your desk. I cinch it mine a little bit closer. Twisted Sister.
2: Huh. I, I have a couple of their albums if you're interested in listening to them.
0: I, I don't know. Like, i probably get in trouble with my parents. You know what they're like. Life is about being in a little trouble. Just a little. I can help you along if you're interested. I mean, I don't really have a cassette player. I'd. You know. Well, I. We're, we're
2: not exactly. I might have an extra one, if you're interested. I mean, as a gift. I'm not using it. Dude, are you serious? Those things are... How much money? I have my ways. What? I have my ways? She's
0: just completely flabbergasted. What? You're just gonna... Well, if you don't want it, I don't... I, I, I feel like this is the equivalent of handing over like, a PS4. Uh,
2: I know. I know. Oh, I'm not saying I'm telling the truth
0: here. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, she buys it completely, and she's okay. stunned that you're offering. Right. <laughs> like, she's just like, what? That, that's... Um... I, I, I couldn't accept I, I couldn't accept All right. well y- maybe maybe we could like um we could head to the diner tomorrow it's it's Friday so we could you could meet me at the diner and we could maybe we could use yours oh you know what
2: I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that.
0: And she blushes and then doesn't say anything further. Moves back to the desk she was at previously. You've got it,
3: Jason. You've got it. Hey, Ray, do I have to roll damage for how hard my character's rolling his eyes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: yes. (laughs) So, what are you guys doing to... Pass the time while you're in detention.
1: Uh, well, actually, I decided on second thought. Jessie absolutely looks like she's doing her homework, mm-hmm. but she's actually flipping through a catalog of AV equipment. She's putting together a wish list for what she wants the school to buy. And when she was hearing Jason talking about cassette players, she was rolling her eyes because she's got a CD player on her wish list because she knows that CDs are totally the future.
0: It's the next big thing for sure.
1: Also, we absolutely need a Laserdisc player. Absolutely need Laserdisc.
0: I meant to clarify this in advance, but you are all aware of your powers in this scenario. And in fact, you have all probably not that long ago experienced the manifestation of your masks for the first time and it was in a scenario where you were all in the same place what event triggered the manifestation of your masks what did you all rush to the scene of that brought you guys together in a way that you are now familiar with one another
3: dennis was actually not involved in this circumstance. He had been reading about the event, a construction site, whose owner was renowned for cutting corners and using less-than-ethical methods of constructing his buildings. And Dennis had been reading about this, an avid investigator and reader, though he really didn't have any place there. He needed to go find out for himself, to look for himself, because he's thinking of becoming an architect, And this would be a great way to maybe write a paper or ideally put it on his applications for school that he helped investigate what could actually be wrong with this. And he was going to go to the paper, but first he had to show up.
0: He was checking that things were up to code. Was this in the abandoned mall construction? Were they involved with
3: that? Absolutely.
0: Okay. So whatever event took place, we can at least assume it took place at this construction during Dennis's investigation. And I can
2: honestly say Dennis wouldn't be aware know how to get into the place in the first place because getting inside would technically be illegal. And since he's so straight and narrow, he wouldn't know the ins and out of criminality. So he would ask one of his associates, Jason, to help him along. For a price, of
3: course. Jason, you're a degenerate criminal. Can you get me into the old mall? Sure. <laughs> Sounds fun. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this this investigative reporting thing is easy. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's amazing that they pay anyone for it at all, right? So you guys broke in there. Angela, when Dennis and Jason were at the construction lot investigating, air quotes. But I think you and Fred were drawn to this location for other reasons. I think there was something... Perhaps there was a memento in this place, and that's what was drawing you. What do you think it was when you got
4: there?
1: The actual memento that we found?
4: It's a construction site, so probably something construction-related. A safety helmet or some tools.
1: I like the safety helmet. As you were all
0: at the construction site, you were drawn by the energy of the memento. The memento is what appears to most people to be an ordinary object. It, was in this case a safety helmet. However, it radiated with what you would grade as an unmasked hero to be a level 4 power. And what that effectively means is that it was glowing with a huge ass light, which is why you <laughs> knew it was there. Mementos tend to draw prodigies, and that's what you all are. You are all prodigies. And that is the name for someone who has found mementos and felt compelled to construct them into something greater, more powerful. In this case, your mask and mementos continue to draw you in because they are sources of immense power that can be used, discharged if you will, in single uses for all sorts of crazy power effects which as teenagers, why wouldn't you want to cause chaos at will, right? You were drawn to the site and when you got there, you were able to find one another because with there only being one memento around, you all radiate with that same light. The light is what drew you to one another. And so despite the fact that you are all currently in the moment now, sitting in the detention room, with the exception of the handful of other normal students that are in this room, you're all glowing with a radiant light that only each other can see. And you feel comforted, I suppose, knowing that there are other people like you that are there. But it doesn't really take the sting off the fact that you're in detention and wasting your fucking time.
4: <laughs> oh... I'm not
3: carving little lightning bolts around my name. And we have our masks at this point, correct, Right? You do have your masks, yes, correct.
0: One thing I will clarify before we continue as well is that the masks themselves, once constructed, they're very keen on not being discovered. They absolutely, when you become your masks, you become a different entity, but they are still you. And both you and the mask want to preserve your best interests. And it's in your best interests that nobody knows the mask exists. Their own self-preservation is core to what they are.
3: The voice of my mask would be wasting our fucking time. There are criminals out there or rooftops to jump off of or rooftops to jump off of to catch criminals.
2: <laughs> if my mask could talk right now, it would be saying to me, this room is silent, like our eventual grave.
0: Okay. So a memento is an object that has absorbed energy in some way and has become a relic of power, but it carries with it not only power, but emotions. So when you use a memento, you experience the emotions that are tied into it. A mask is a collection of mementos that has become something significantly greater, and those emotions have coalesced into, effectively, a personality. So I feel like the mask probably does have a connection with you and it conveys its desires, but through an emotional sense that you feel and experience rather than direct words into your head. You probably absolutely have that urge, Dennis, whilst you're sitting there and focusing on your homework and doing your absolute dandest to do a real good job. But there's a small part of you that's like, Jesus Christ, when are we going to punch something? That's about right. Time just passes. Detention winds itself down. You guys are there for about an hour. Miss Edwina looks up and... Looks looks at her watch and goes alright kids you're free to go woo I, I don't I don't want to see you here again behave yourselves learn something <laughs> from all this it's, you can do better
3: Jason Jason no running
0: yeah yeah what he said no running you'll hurt yourselves
3: that's why we need hall monitors yeah Fred Fred kind of just gets
4: up slowly again, grumbling to himself starts heading for the door
0: that would make it 3-4 in the afternoon the size of your town as I mentioned there was a gigantic super mall that was being built but never was completed the main thing that there is to do in this town for people of your age is the Strip. And the Strip is just a big old section in town. It's probably about as wide as a large highway and is just a line of stores, mostly privately owned, the kind of places that start getting petitions together when people build malls, because these family businesses are just going to get utterly destroyed. What do you think you guys do? Do you have plans after
3: school? Do you need to get home, Dennis? I mean, I do, but I I worry that Jesse, Jason, and Fred have this incredible responsibility with their masks, so if for no other reason, I just want to make sure that they plan to do something on the straight and narrow, I've got to make sure that they're going to stay in Line, so I'm gonna follow them to the strip. And
2: as he's following us, I'm gonna say, "So, what sort of trouble you guys plan to do with your mask?" I walk faster.
4: <laughs> smiles a little. Whatever I want, I want.
2: Oh, that's the attitude. That's the attitude, man. <laughs>
1: well, I was actually kind of thinking, what if we went to the diner and we could like get milkshakes?
3: Oh, love it. Oh yeah, Jason loves the diner. I, 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 li, 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 li. Milkshakes, yeah.
1: Jesse just breaks into this big grin, like, really? Rit. I I of course, really, you'd want to do that because it's like a really cool thing to do that I just suggested. So yeah, totally cool. I
3: mean, I'm lactose intolerant, but I guess I'll get some fries. Cool. Set out.
1: Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Dennis. I didn't know that. I didn't mean to um, be insensitive. Um, oh, wait. Should I not say insensitive because lactose sensitivity? Um, I, I, I'm I'm sorry. French fries sound great. It's,
3: uh, it's okay. This is how we learn. Great.
1: Right. Here I go again on my own.
0: Na, 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 na. So as you guys... Are- wandering over to the diner you are talking between you and what comes up in conversation is your classes in school are pretty small usually i'd say probably no more than 15 to 20 kids per classroom. And I think you're probably all from slightly varying age groups, so you're not necessarily in the same classes across the board. Something that you've noticed recently is there's been a lot of kids that have not been showing up to class.
3: Has there been a flu going around or anything like that?
0: You've heard a couple of things. Mostly when asked, asked the teacher, where's Craig today? Like, oh, you know, he called in sick. His parents said he's, he's not feeling well. And mostly it's the same old story. Oh, where's Alice? Oh, she's not feeling well. She'll, she'll be out of school for a couple of days. Sometimes they show up a few days later and they just look absolutely exhausted other days they don't seem to come back at all and it's only been going on i'd say for a couple of weeks i guess but the people who haven't been showing up have not really been showing any signs of illness up until the point where they just weren't there but what you've noticed specifically is in a number of cases when the kids haven't been coming back After a quite apparently long period of illness, you know, more than a few days out of school is a pretty big deal in general. Tends to be kids that seemed like they had at least some touch of the glow, some touch of the prodigies, the masks. The mementos, in most cases where these kids weren't showing up or weren't returning to school, there's definitely people who you were pretty sure was one of us. You arrive at the diner.
3: So they lost the glow when they came back? So someone taking
0: it? The ones that you knew for a fact had glows did not come back or have not come back yet.
2: But people with a hint of the glow did come back but looking sick.
0: People who didn't necessarily seem like they glowed themselves, but were associated with perhaps mementos, or you suspected from their behavior that maybe maybe they were interacting with mementos. You can kind of see the remnants of memento residue on them, as though perhaps they were in the process of building the mask and gaining the sight. Those tended to be the people that were coming back to school ill, or at least exhausted. But the kids that you knew for a fact had manifested as prodigies. So far, they have not come back. Of these children, who is friends with Patrick? I will be. You've noticed that Patrick has been missing for at least a few days now. And he's probably one of the latest in a line of missing people. People who've been taking prolonged absences.
1: Jessie will wait until after the order has been placed and the milkshakes and fries have been delivered before she'll look around making a show of it. She's not purposefully making a show of it, but Jessie can't do subtle. Jessie is a little, a little oversized and she hasn't grown in to her her limbs entirely and she has flaming red hair and giant 80s glasses so she attracts attention when she doesn't want to takes a moment tries to make sure no one's listening in and she leans in and says did any of you hear from patrick recently
4: isn't he out sick fred kind of just slurps his uh, milkshake
1: <sighs> patrick he's he's in the av club with me and he he had the She looks around again. The glow, you know? And now he's not here. He hasn't been in school for for days. He missed a really important AV club meeting where we were talking about our fundraising for the next year. And it's just really not like him.
4: Maybe he's just sick.
1: But you've noticed, right, that there's the people with the... The thing and they've not been coming to school. It's like, is someone coming for us?
3: Maybe we should- You should know that they're not just having fun with their new mess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we would hear about it. It would, it would be in the papers or Something. We would no, know. True. I wake up in the middle of the night like feeling weird or 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 we'd hear or see something.
0: You absolutely would if someone was running around and manifesting. In general, when somebody uses a memento, it's like someone shot a flare. For everyone who has the ability for every prodigy out there, when someone uses a memento, it's like a flare shot of. Another thing that has happened, and it's only happened a couple of times, and I don't know who among you will have noticed it, perhaps all of you. But But there have been a couple of instances over the last few weeks as well where keeping in mind that you guys live in a town that has a mine nearby, so explosions are fairly common and not that unusual. There have been a couple of isolated instances where you have sensed or felt what felt like a huge explosion. But when you felt it, The people that you were with, the people that you were around, didn't seem to notice it at all. And even living in a mining town, people still jump when there's a huge explosion, right? Because why wouldn't you? And and were
3: they coming from the mines themselves?
0: I don't know that you know for sure. There have been at least two instances of that in the last month.
3: Okay, so, guys... um... And by the way, if you want some of these fries, go ahead. Um, Fred immediately just reaches in. All oh right, we're teenagers; those fries are gone. Uh, so, if Patrick is sick and and he has gotten sick like the other. The other kids. The least we can do is go check on him, and if he's, you know, one of us or becoming one of us, then he's not going to be freaked out. And then, you know, at least we can get in on the ground floor of uh, another one of uh, one of us. Make sure that he doesn't freak out or level a building or bench press a Toyota, stuff like that. I should try that. That
4: sounds like a plan. Y- y- yeah, yeah. Let's let's
3: check up on him. <laughs> check up on him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. Do you want to go as? us or as them? Uh, 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 I mean, at first, maybe? Okay, all right, well, let's get the check and uh, head over to Patrick's house and just see how he is. Hey, I
0: see you reaching for the skip button, but listen, there are a ton of fantastic shows out there. Here's one you could be missing out on right now. Cities are hard. they are tangled webs of shadows with someone different waiting to stab you in the back on every corner. Baldur's Gate ain't no different, if anything, it's worse. There's murder in the air, and a name on everyone's tongue that no one dares to speak. The scales of justice are new in town, hot in the tale of an evil cult, but they're going to make them talk. Taz from the Dark Dragon's Inn is a serialised fiction podcast. Join us for Season 2 on tftddi.co.uk. See now, is that so bad? And now, on with the show. Patrick lives on the south side of town. The south side of town being the portion that is closest to the area of the mines. And Angela probably knows where he is. I imagine that she's gone over there a couple of times to work on stuff for the AV club. School's probably a half hour away from the diner. Heading over to the south side of town, I'd say probably takes about an hour at a regular walking pace. So that makes it five
1: o'clock-ish? Sounds about right. Just to
0: clarify, what ages are you guys? Dennis, how old are you? 17 already applying for colleges how old's Fred he's 16
4: and a sophomore
0: how old is Jason 16 and Jesse
1: Jesse is 15
0: so Jesse you lead everybody across town how are you transporting yourselves are you guys on super 80s bikes or are you just walking over I have a skateboard so you roll up to Patrick's home and you see that there are a whole bunch of cars parked outside his house I mean a lot of cars you've been to Patrick's house before and his parents aren't particularly well off it's kind of the crappy part of town they have enough room for a garage but the cars are both parked in his garage and just lining the road there's probably at least six or seven different cars
1: it's a little early to be having a party isn't it
2: it's never too early let's see what's going on i don't know i don't go to parties
1: well i mean if it is a party and we haven't been invited maybe we should just go
4: into the party yeah i understand we we, we, we can go 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 around Just see
3: what's going going on.
1: But that's spying.
3: Yeah, if they're drinking inside, then if they're drinking inside, somebody's got to say something. (laughs) 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 I hate my character. (laughs) All right, so we busting in or or spying from the side? Yeah, I think we're gonna do the kid investigator thing of side by side over the window sill, four sets of eyes. (laughs) Exactly. Four heads pop up one by one. (laughs)
0: The people inside are incredibly distracted. You sidle up to the building and you peer in through the nearest window. It's mostly adults, and they all appear to be wearing black. Ooh. Milling around in small groups, having quiet conversations. They're looking at the front room, the living room, and there is a large uh, dining room table with lots of flowers on it, casserole dishes, a couple heart dishes.
3: Oh no! No 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 no!
0: Seems quite a somber tone. Not much of a party, really. Oh wow! You're not kids. You can probably put two and two together.
3: Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, did Patrick have any brothers or sisters? Oh, oh wait.
1: Um, no, no, he didn't. Oh, man. But okay. But um, wow. I, he he had he had grandparents. I, uh, maybe a grandparent um died.
4: Maybe.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe. Um. Well, if uh, if if. If Patrick, if anything happened to Patrick like like this, then it would be in the, uh, it would be, it would be in the paper. Um, and
1: they would have made an announcement at school. Maybe.
3: I'll, um. Right. I, I, I have an idea. I need to find a, a payphone. Um, I'll, I'll be right back gonna go find a payphone because it's the it's getting late it's a dusty desolate street with one barely functioning payphone that has more more tags and phone numbers on it on the outside than the phone book that is now missing
0: especially in this neighborhood for sure
3: yeah and my character is uh through memory going to dial up the local newspaper and ask for and ask for the obituaries section hi uh, yeah i'm a, a, what's patrick's last name price uh, price okay Patrick price hi yeah I'm calling on behalf of the price family uh, they wanted to double check that um, uh, the information that we gave was uh, accurate um, for the uh, the birthday and I want to make sure that it's um uh, it, I I have here it was Called in. It was uh, um, let's see, it's nineteen eighty six, and he would have been fifteen. So 19 se- 1970? Well, uh, yes,
0: it's uh, it's uh, nineteen seventy.
3: We have for uh, uh,
0: Mister Patrick Price. I'm truly sorry for your loss, but th- that is correct. Yes.
3: Okay. Yes, I just wanted to wanted to double check. You you know, it's um, it's, you only get one shot at making this right. So uh, thank you very much for your help. We do what we can. Okay. Uh, have a good day. Bye. Click and. Dennis is going to slowly hang up the phone, silhouetted by the light that is still coming from the setting sun, and he's going to he's going to try not to cry. And then he's going to go back to the rest of the team. And he is ashen when he gets back, and he just shakes his head without saying anything. Oh, wow. Uh, oh.
1: What? But... but wow. But no, no.
2: Jesse said a lot of kids were disappearing, right?
4: Could they all... Could they all? Uh, they would, have, can, this would guys, have been all in the paper if if the 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 kids dis- disappearing w- 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 were all like us.
3: Um, but they weren't. Do I need to s- s- say it? But they weren't ready like we are. We've been at this since the mall. They they were they were just getting their their masks together. Maybe that's why it. Nothing's happened to us. Not yet. Y- y- yet we got to figure out
1: Jesse. Her eyes are really wide behind her glasses, and the effect is magnified because of how large her glasses are and how thick her prescription is. So her eyes are are large and and very glassy with unshed tears. But she looks towards the house and then looks towards everybody else. There, there is a, a memento in there, but there's there's not even a, a half completed mask. What if what if somebody whoever hurt Patrick, what if they took the mask he was working on? What if what if somebody is like collecting the masks or the the partially created masks and and then 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 even if they were a bunch of half finished things, if they put a bunch of half finished things together, they become very powerful whole things and they could be even though we've been doing this for a while, it could be stronger than than ours.
3: Uh I mean that's <sighs> I mean, we're we're, we're supposing a lot there.
0: Um, How much do you think, as a group, you will have experimented looking for mementos? Or, because you probably have one eat at home that you'd keep for yourself, but there is a limit to how many mementos you can have, and I'm wondering whether or not any of you think your characters will have experimented with the collection of them? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely.
3: Yep. 1,000%. Yeah, yeah, My human persona, no, but rewind probably would have been like, I hear it's bad if you collect a bunch of these. Well, we'll see about that.
0: Basically, what you have gathered over time is you can have mul- multiple mementos in a place, but when they start to be more than a few in the same place, the area starts to get a little weird. And if you're carrying more than a few upon your person your whole reality gets a little weird. (laughs) You start getting some real bad luck and just dumb shit keeps happening to you. If you're carrying, say, four mementos with you and you try and punch just a regular old normal person in the face, chances are you're going to end up sucking yourself in the jaw. Mm. It's real weird. But you've all gathered over time that having too many mementos upon your person just ain't that good for you. And having a lot of mementos in the same place is really strange and i don't think you've done too much with that because it's quite challenging to do so because least of all you'd have to resist the temptation to actually use the mementos long enough to have more than a few in the same
3: place
1: oh yeah jesse gets a memento and she's like cool what does this do and she does stuff with it
3: you're still just holding out for that one memento that makes puppies okay so we need to find out what was patrick up to before this now, if Patrick had any sort of evidence or, or there was something weird going on, where would he where would he keep that? Where If you had some stuff that you didn't want somebody to find, but it was like always on your mind, where would you put it?
4: Uh, I mean, I just put, put stuff in my room if we could
3: go in, into his room. Oh, yeah, his room, and oh, wait, what about his locker? His room his locker he's got to have something if it's if there's any anything to let us know what was going on it's going to be in those places definitely all right so all right so I guess we we, we can check t- t- i mean I'm checking my watch now go on man maybe we could c- c-
4: come back t- t- tonight and s- sneak into his r- room
3: and t- t- tomorrow we, we we check his lo- locker okay that sounds like a plan. Uh, I gotta get home, anyways. It's almost dinner time.
1: Yeah, it's meatloaf night.
3: I'll see you guys. It oh, sounds great.
1: Can't miss meatloaf night, guys.
3: Gotta finish the bumper.
1: So we'll we'll see. Should we? Should, I mean, is it safe to go out after curfew?
4: Not as ourselves, if we're, we're wearing our masks.
1: Or do we need to try to get this done between the end of dinner and the start of curfew?
4: You guys have a curfew? I mean, I can just sneak out after after dinner. They won't see me. They they, they, they never see me anyway. Okay,
3: then why don't we meet back here at midnight? Done. Uh, Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, then I guess uh, we'll figure out what happens then. Uh, Have a good dinner, you guys. And Dennis is going to walk back home.
0: Where do you all live? So south side is a real shithole part of town. I would say the north side is probably where the mall is built, because that's where they expected the people with the money to be at. East and west... It's neither here nor there. It's got a mix of both. Mine is on the south side. The would-be mall is on the north side, and the Strip is pretty much the center of town.
4: Yeah, for Fred, it's definitely south side.
1: I guess I'm going to be north side, so my family can afford to buy me all my AV club gadgets sort of things. This is the 80s. There's no Amazon to get discount electronics from.
3: does <laughs> Jason? live? Probably around the east-south side. Around that area. And Dennis's family lives in a condo closer to the strip.
4: Fred's going back home and he's not excited about it. Dad's drunk. Mom's out. There's TV dinners in the freezer. He's expected to basically take care of himself, so...
0: I think when you get in, your dad's probably also out. When you get in, though, the dog is looking at you with sad eyes and sitting by his food bowl. And when you walk through the door, he wags his tail and gives you a little... Bark of appreciation.
4: Yeah, no, Fred definitely, he loves his dog. He pets the dog. He makes. He looks around to see if the parents have bought any dog food. And if they have, he gives them some. And if they haven't, well, then I guess the dog is getting uh, half of his TV dinner.
0: It looks like there's a big bag of dry kibble. It's there getting close to being out, but it's... Still enough to keep him fed for at least a couple days. I think Fred probably would have noticed when it was getting low and knowing his parents probably would have just been like, give me a couple bucks. I'm going to the store to get the dog some food.
4: Yeah, sounds about right.
0: So Fred's heading home, taking care of himself. Chances are you'll be leaving the house before anybody gets back anyway.
2: Pretty much. I'm also heading home. My dad's a truck driver and he's tends not to be home. He's out across the country doing his job. And my mom left us when I was young. She died, sadly.
0: What's your dad's name? Pedro. You get home and it's one of the rare evenings where Pedro is back. He's back early. Oh, and my boy, where you been? Hey, Bob, what's
2: up? Aren't you supposed to be in uh, Milwaukee right now?
0: Oh, well, I I, uh, I traded off the the cargo at one of the pit stops, and I thought I'd get home. We could watch a movie. Oh, uh,
2: uh, cool. I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, well,
0: uh, I'm I'm gonna ord in tonight, so why don't you sit down? Come talk to the old man. O- okay, he uh, encourages you to sit and spend the rest of the night with him for for how long? <laughs> if he's a trucker, he can stay awake forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what everyone else is doing, but around the eleven o'clock, I just go, like, oh, bah! Just I need to. Oh, I'm getting real tired. I had I had a lot of studying or something to do, so I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna just gonna go to bed.
0: You, you call it quits on me, early? Come on. Dad, I I, dad I've got. dad, I've been. How often do we dad, see I've each been other? Come
2: on. Awake for the last couple of nights working on the car.
0: You know it's hard. Ah, uh, my boy. No, 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 no. It's it's Father's night. You you can't do this to me. Come
2: on. Uh, uh okay oh, fine.
0: He is absolutely insistent that you spend the night together. So I'm spending the night with my dad, <laughs> unless something else happens. Cool. All right. So you you're stuck at home with dear old Pedro. Your trucker father, who's just so thrilled to see you, that he's gonna stay up all night making bueno. making hot dish.
2: Great. Any other night, I'd be very excited. Any
0: other night, it's one of those times where, for whatever reason, he's decided that he's gonna make that really awful Thanksgiving dish with a sweet potato oh, and marshmallows. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> no. oh. Papi, no, please. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, it's tradition, come on. Some, some
3: tradition should die. Father-son knight, you, you used to love this. When I was five. I love the idea that you just level with him and you just look at your dad like, okay, Pa, look, I'm a superhero, right? I put on a magical mask and I become an incredible <laughs> super person.
0: Yeah, so- And I'm a super father, what you gonna do? <laughs> Jesse? how does your evening pan out?
1: So Jesse is the youngest of three girls. She's got a nuclear family, so dad goes out to work mom stays home and nobody in this family understands how they got this nerdy techie daughter her mom was a-, a cheerleader who married her high school quarterback boyfriend and the older sisters they were one has gone off to college the other is still at home and she's a senior and she's a cheerleader so she loves her family and her family loves her she's not ostracized or anything she's a little weird and nobody knows where this geekiness came from. But Jessie comes home, and like I said, it's meatloaf night, so she just chipperly goes right to the table. She helps finish setting it, cutting out the the salad.
0: It's a Friday night, so your mom knows that your father is coming home late, but she's got rollers in her hair. She's getting all prepped, perhaps going out for a meal later, or just Mm -hmm. like going out for parent drinks, yes, just to unwind. But it's Mm -hmm. meatloaf night, and she's going to make sure that dinner's on the table, but she's still in the middle of getting dolled up the whole time.
1: Yes. So Jessie does what she can to be helpful because she knows that her mom really looks forward to these dates with dad. And Jessie thinks it's sweet that her parents are still obviously in love. She's not one of those kids who's really embarrassed about her parents. She likes that. So many of her friends have divorced parents or they're latchkey kids, but Jessie comes home to a a loving house every day. That's sweet. But it does make sneaking out a problem.
0: Jesse plans on sneaking out. I assume. What's her situation? Does she have her own room?
1: No, she doesn't. She shares with the sister that's still at home. Her sister is Heather. So what's
0: your relationship like with Heather? Does she... Presumably you sneak out fairly often, I imagine. And mm-hmm. if you share a room, she's got to be aware of it at this this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Heather... She doesn't report it because she's impressed that her goody two-shoes little sister is off doing something. Jesse allows Heather to presume that she's going out to meet a boy. That's
0: exactly the route I was going go to go. You're preparing for your night rendezvous, and she's just <laughs> sitting in her bed reading something. And she looks over and she's like, you know, someday you're going to have to tell me his name.
1: When, um, and... Jesse glances at the cover of the magazine that Heather is reading, and it's Cosmo. And there's some article about how to know he's the one. And so Jesse looks at the cover and says, when I'm when I'm more comfortable calling him the one, maybe I will. If you're
0: not calling him the one already, it's been months. Look, maybe you should start dating someone who's got a real time schedule. You know, this is crazy.
1: Well, you know, we just um, want to take it. Slow.
0: Well, look, if he hurts you, I'm gonna fuck him up, okay? So, you get back before 1am or I'm calling mom.
1: Oh, 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 okay. That's, that's fair. They, uh, th- um, th- thanks, thanks, Heather for, for... You know, not telling before then, um, but I'll absolutely, absolutely, I'll be back.
0: Okay, well, I'll be watching. And you know for a fact she's just going to be passed out by the time you get back, regardless of what time it is, <laughs> because she always says, she always claims that if you're not back by X time, she's going to have a freak out, she's going to flip out because it's so dangerous out there in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. <laughs> you try to get back before it's unreasonably late, but what going to do? I think then that leaves us with Dennis. Missed straight student, right? Yep. On track for college, got all his life planned out. I imagine his parents are pretty rigid about when and where he is. Yeah,
3: supper's at six.
0: I think you just make it in the door. Maybe two minutes beforehand, you've got just enough time to wash your hands.
3: Yeah, I give the most undignified. It's very much a Ferris Bueller kind of sprint. I like stop and I walk when other people are watching. And the second I turn the corner, I just break into a dash.
0: What's Dennis's plan tonight? Is he actually going to meet the others? Is he going to try and join them at midnight when they're breaking into effectively a funeral home?
3: Oh, God, no. Dennis actually isn't even a superhero. He just really does want to hang out with those guys. Yeah, he is. Dennis is going to be asked to say grace by his father. They're going to have a lovely meal. Dennis is going to put on the same face. For one of my skills, I took public speaking, because that's very important for when you're in an interview process. So he's going to use those skills to maneuver through dinner and anyone who has ever been a teenager trying to put one over on their family during dinner knows that that is a dodgy prospect at best it is ballerina dancing through a minefield but he's gonna do his best he's gonna explain that he's got a big test coming up and he wants to go to school early to study that he's got a new study group uh, some friends of his he's helping them study but he's really got to go to bed early and get a good night's sleep
0: well you know we value your education more than anything else, so you make sure
3: you take care of yourself. Just don't push yourself too hard, boy. Uh, Yes, father. That's good advice. Thank you, father.
0: Your mother looks at you slightly concerned, but also with... It's a mix of concern and pride. She doesn't say much. How are you getting out?
3: I am waiting till everyone is asleep, since everyone has morning jobs as well. And then I'm going to open up my window it's like a two-story drop and the wind is whipping my pajamas around it's still kind of a chilly evening for a quaint town
0: You going out in your pajamas
3: <laughs> well i'm not going out in my pajamas and my character's gonna shake his head get dressed screw it, jeans jeans let's cut loose a little and he's gonna put on jeans and he secretly bought a pair of doc martin combat boots uh, used from a kid in high school who wore them to an operation ivy concert but grew out of them and so they've kind of got like a history so when he feels like a badass he he puts those on with a polo shirt and
0: <laughs> i feel like these boots are a memento they have to be the kid yeah. who was selling you the boots didn't know you know these uh these these sick boots and you're just like yeah they look
3: fucking awesome and he's gonna put on a polo shirt and then he's gonna stand on the edge of the windowsill. Mm-hmm and he's going to put on the mask. Oh, okay.
0: How does his mask present itself?
3: The mask is an angular transformer looking Decepticon-esque mask composed uh, primarily of metals and plastics from different tubes and, and wires and things like that. And when he pulls it out of his backpack, it looks like a jumbled mess that barely resembles a mask. But then with a flick of the wrist, it reassembles itself like a Rubik's cube into this perfect sheen with these high cheekbones and these glowing red eyes. And as he puts it on, it wraps itself around his head with wires and like matrix effect of liquid glass going over his body. In a flash of light, his body stretches out and he is adorned in this this uh, jumpsuit of black and yellow that is reminiscent of Bruce Lee's famous motorcycle jumpsuit and uh, same black combat boots and gloves that have little they're like cut off skeleton gloves and he jumps out the window there is
0: so much going on there that I cannot put that together in my head but it sounds awesome you handily jump down and make. how do you make your way across town? Do you think you just run
3: there or? Yep. I think he lands for a second and looks around conspiratorially, hunched over, looks left, looks right, and then kind of focuses both of his hands straight ahead, which would be a straight line to where Patrick's house is. And he checks his watch with a nervous twitch and looks back and says, okay, I got to be there in 15 minutes. I bet I can make it in 14. And then he just jumps through someone's backyard Dux and tumbles through an open window, runs through somebody's living room. It's dark, everyone's asleep, opens up a window, and just before he closes it, he almost knocks over a Ming vase, he catches it, puts it back on the table, brushes off a little dust, shuts the window, and just keeps going.
0: What you described is how your character perceived what was going on, <laughs> but in actual <laughs> fact, you're rushing through the house, he's like, yeah, they're asleep, they haven't noticed anything. Moments later, security alarms are going off in the house, and people are just <laughs> waking up in their beds like, what the fuck? Did you- Margaret- Margaret? Where's- Turn that jump, (laughs) Segal! Jump! Get the (laughs) ball! (laughs) Why you get the <laughs> you're literally yeah. just running through these neighborhoods Just leaving chaos in your wake
3: You definitely get there on time Yeah, just lights are coming on behind me Dogs are
1: barking
0: <laughs> Those fences that you casually leap over you As you're putting your hand down You vault over one of them Yeah, cleared it And then as you're coming away The force of the movement that you're traveling with Actually pulls <laughs> the planks off So you're just leaving a, a strew of carnage Across the town 100% <laughs> It wildly creates a fucking coyotean. straight line. Line to Patrick's house. <laughs> <laughs> As the bird flies from your house to Patrick's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's it for this episode. Join us next on July 18th for the conclusion to our Fandable guest spot. If you're new to Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn, head over to tftddi.co.uk to subscribe for more content like this and learn about our show, a long form serialized. High Fantasy Fiction Podcast, driven by Tabletop Roleplay. Thanks once more to Fandable for coming to hang out with me for this one-shot. It was an absolute blast to have you, and I look forward to playing with you all again. Until next time, travel safe, and wherever your road may take you, the Dark Dragons Inn will be waiting with
4: Open Doors.